the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing. Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during the show. The certificates are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's uh, trivia theme is random trivia. Random again? Random again. Yeah, I got to Keep you guys in suspenders. Okay. Uh, Mark, take it away. Well, you know, for new listeners to our show, you know, we're, you know, a few guys uh, like sitting around a bar uh, having drinks, talking business, although we don't have the drinks today, although Edward's drinking something really interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's an energy drink. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, but it's called Go Girl. So, like, Go uh, Girl. <laughs> I love that you have no issues with your manlyhood. You're like not afraid to uh, flaunt it. In fact, it's even on the video as we're recording our, our show right now. <laughs> it tastes excellent. All right. Well, that's good. So, uh, great week, um, you know, in, uh, in, you know, real estate, uh, all the papers this week were, you know, yet again for another month talking about, uh, how strong the market is, you know, it's kind of interesting. So, you know, at Pacific private money, we're in both the lending, uh, business and we're in the investment side. We, we, uh, work with alternative investments because all the loans we make are made with private capital. So we're, you know, we, we need to, uh, as a business, uh, be concerned about, you know, where the economy is heading, where real estate prices are heading, how everything yep. is trending. You know, and I, I got to tell you, um, you know, as, as someone who's been through, I've been in the real estate industry for 35 years, and so I've been through many cycles. Yep. And even when I was growing up as a kid, I remember um, my dad uh, was a developer in the 60s and 70s, and I remember going through this period in the 1970s where, yep. you know, real estate prices through the 60s and early 70s, you know, they went up a little bit every year, yep. you know, nothing to speak about. And then this phenomenon happened, which was brand new to uh, our generation, which was in the 70s, all of a sudden there was this real estate price. Price appreciation, which is brought happening. on uh, the Prop 13, right? Exactly, and so you know, any but but anyway, we've had multiple you know boom and bust cycles in real estate, and obviously the most recent one that uh, you know we all went through, and all three of us um, you know felt the impact of the real estate recession in in two thousand seven, eight, nine, and so uh, and I'm at an age now at, at fifty seven where um, I you know can't afford to weather the kind of uh, uh, hardship that. 
uh, I weathered in personally in in 2007, um, and and I was in a different industry back then. It, it was more on the real estate development side, and and uh, like many in the business at the time, we didn't do a very good job of reading the tea leaves. So what I'm trying to do differently this time around is is you know try to read those tea leaves and be mm-hmm. mindful and and study what others are saying, and especially the ones who called accurately um, the real estate recession. In fact, we just went and listened to someone recently that was one of those who called the real estate recession back in 2006 when he was saying that uh, prices were were um, overpriced and get out of the market now and was widely booed. And, and, and uh, uh, But, but there's, here, here's a big difference, though, is the fact that Pacific Private Money, you, you don't develop real estate. You don't buy real we do estate. Not. You lend real estate. We only cons- lend on real estate. And you're lending at conservative value. So even if there's another correction, unless there's an absolute apocalypse, your you, your investors should not lose money. Well, and exactly. And you took away a little bit of my thunder. Oh, and, that's, and that's quite all right. No, because that is that is the point, is that we are... Uh, so I'm, I'm not a real estate developer looking to uh, try to predict the next cycle, but I'm a lender trying to predict the next cycle. And so what was interesting, when we first got into this business in um, 2007, 2008, the business of lending pri- uh, with using private capital, but making real estate loans to people who weren't getting money from banks, uh, we were lending generally then at a loan of value of 60 to 65%. That seemed to be the norm. And then as the real estate market corrected and recovered in 2012, 13, 14, 15, most in our business bumped that loan to value ratio up to 70. Yeah. It's still there for the most part. Uh, and that's the good news. We haven't really gotten to a point where we're chasing the banks at uh, 80%. And that's a good thing. But I'm still looking ahead, trying to you know listen to those people who are... Uh, who especially the ones who were right the last time. But my point in in bringing that up was none of them are predicting a recession right now. I mean, really, we're we're all kind of holding our breath going, okay, well, you know, it's been a pretty good run. And historically speaking, we're kind of there right now. So what's happening? And and the good news is that still, you know, the the statistics that are coming out in the papers, which is, of course, um, um, a a lagging indicator, they're looking back and seeing what happened this summer, what happened in August. Um, Those sales are good. But trying to look forward, trying to predict, you know, where we're heading in terms of, Pricing, appreciation, affordability, um, anything else that might be happening that could impact real estate prices. You know, the news is still continues to be good. And so for the most part, as far as the eye can see, which for most of us is maybe 18 to 24 months ahead, we're really not seeing any correction imminent. We know it's coming because the cycle is, you know, it's econ 101. It's just, it's going to happen. You know, real estate cycles, the economy cycles. But the good news is that uh, so far, we're still, we still have this, the the parameters that uh, um, would support uh, continuing real estate strength uh, and economic strength. The IT industry is still going strong. Stock market, geez. Everyone's saying it's overpriced, but it keeps going up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, if you're making loans at conservative values, and even if there is a correction, you, you still should be covered. Well, and right. that's the good part. So if you're an investor in real estate or real estate secured notes, um, you know, keep that in mind that uh, uh, it's probably a good time to start looking at being a little bit more conservative now. And we certainly are at Pacific Private Money on our lending guidelines. We're looking at uh, we're, we're taking a harder look now. We're not necessarily just listening to our 
borrowers, um, you know, uh, what did what did uh, one of the Fed chairman call it one time? Irrational exuberance. There you go. And on that note, we're going to cut to our first commercial break here. All right. Random trivia. In which 1940s Disney film would you find a rabbit named Thumper? All right, that's the question. Email or uh, call 888-912-1190. If you're the first caller with correct answer, you're going to win that tanning certificate. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Phan. First trivia question was, in which 1940s Disney film would you find a rabbit named Thumper? Was it Bambi? Yes. Not, ah. not Godzilla meets Bambi, but just Bambi. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Mark, uh, um, let's move on to the marketplace lending. Yeah. So, talking a little bit about how, uh, in the last segment, how uh, economic indicators are such that um, you know the good and the news is still really good uh, out there. You know we're we're looking forward and trying to predict and and make moves in investing that would at least uh, you know be aware that we're probably near the end of this current business cycle and real estate cycle. But notwithstanding that. We've got this growth in crowdfunding and marketplace lending that's really taken off, and it started taking off in 2013 with the passage of the Jobs Act. That was an act that allowed uh, a certain type of capital raising that prior to the passage of the Crowdfunding Act was really limited only to the mostly wealthy people and people who you had a prior relationship with. So, for example, prior to 2013, we weren't able to be on the radio talking about the um, alternative investment opportunity of the Pacific Private Money Fund, because funds like that were only available for, uh, uh, you were only able to share those opportunities with people who you had a prior relationship with. And so in 2013, that uh, that requirement was eliminated for a new type of syndication, a syndication being, you know, an offering uh, um, of uh, for raising capital for, um, well, for real estate related purposes or in fact many different types of purposes so but crowdfunding it's interesting in in the real estate space crowdfunding has been so popular that these these you know new fintech and marketplace lenders many of whom were you know have uh, uh, launched and are, exist in San Francisco today you know they're raising so much money that uh, those um, that are for example, on the lending side, have found that they just they can't find enough loans to make with that money, and so now they're changing their business models, and some of them now are doing things like uh, buying real estate and allowing you to be a an investor in a piece of I guess a piece of the ownership. And so, what do you see the risks being? Well, you know that's a that's a good uh, question. Um, when you invest, let's say. In a trust deed, um, many people have been doing trust deed investing for decades, and so and some of our listeners out there who have listening have invested in trust deeds, uh, and some of them may have invested in mortgage pool funds. And now you've got these new crowdfunding companies and marketplace lenders out there that are also raising capital. You have to ask yourself, what is the collateral? What am I investing in? And uh, I mean, even um, there's even 
companies out there crowdfunding for REITs. And so then there's the discussion of, well, what, what is a REIT? And is a REIT the same thing as investing in a trust deed? Uh, and in California, you know, mortgages are called trust deeds. Uh, and so trustee investing in California is essentially investing in a, in a note, a promissory note, which is a contract, but it's got collateral. It's secured by a recorded deed of trust, also called a trust deed. Now, some of these marketplace lenders and other crowdfunding sites, um, while they may be lending money or buying real estate, you don't necessarily get an ownership interest uh, or, or direct uh, a direct collateral line to that or direct line to the collateral of the loan or the real estate itself. And so that's something you need to kind of investigate. You need to read the FAQs in those websites before you invest, because oftentimes what you're getting when you invest with these companies is a promise of repayment by the company. It's like a corporate guarantee, which is nothing more than a guarantee that as long as the company exists and is profitable, they will stand behind that, uh, that they, investment you made. As they call it, a debenture. Right. An that's another fancy word yeah, for it. Yeah, an unsecured loan. So, so yeah. when, if you think you're investing in a secured um, alternative investment option, you may find that it actually isn't secured, that the, that the collateral is not the loan itself because you do not have the right to foreclose on that property as an individual if that borrower whose loan you invested $10,000 on a, let's say, $150,000 note, he stops paying. The company may choose to foreclose, but if they don't collect all of the money that was owed on that loan, are, is the company going to guarantee to make you whole if they only collect 125000 on a $150,000 note? So mm-hmm. there's a number of nuances, but the, the point being that you as the investor in that note um, do not necessarily have a direct right to foreclose on that property. So it's, it's something to, to consider and, and um, you know, it's investor beware, buyer beware. It's really, really important with now all of these online investment opportunities. Many of them who, that sound too good to be true because they're offering, you know, double digit yields, 12, 15, 18, 22%. Be careful, be careful. And, and we know what we're talking about because we have a real estate debt fund that pays single digit rates. We pay out a little bit under 8% on an annualized basis uh, through the Pacific Private Money Fund, which makes real estate loans in California. And we compete in the market and we can't charge a higher rate than our competition, or at least a much higher rate than our competition, maybe a, uh, a little bit higher, uh, because the market's too efficient for that. And people aren't stupid and they're not going to pay 12% when they can get it down the street for 8%. So, you know, a California based company offering double digit yields. You have to wonder, well, how are they achieving that? Who's paying that rate? And how secure and safe is that particular underlying asset that they're creating? Well, my last check uh, from being invested with the Pacific Private Money Fund uh, on an annualized basis was about 8.14%. So we had had a little bit of a blip up. Well, we distribute 100% of the income on an accrual basis from the fund every month. It's a monthly distribution. And so uh, for more information about the Pacific Private Money Fund, uh, please go to our website, pacificprivatemoney.com. We do have information and uh, videos you can watch or information you can download. We don't uh, give out a lot of the paper information because some of that stuff we we don't make available on our website because you do need to qualify to be an investor. So if you want uh, to see the offering, for example, 
example, or the executive summary on the fund, you would want to give us a call at 415-883-2150 and talk to one of our friendly agents, and they'll be happy to shoot you something by okay. email. And when, when we come back, we're going to get in, uh, more into that. Yep. Okay, second trivia question. Which state is directly south of Virginia? Which state is directly south of Virginia? That's a trick question. <laughs> Not really. 888-912-1190. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hanf and Nam Fawn of Pacific Private Money. Second trivia question, which state is directly south of Virginia? West Virginia. No. <laughs> Tennessee? <laughs> south. That's why I thought it was a trick question. <laughs> no, uh, North Carolina. Oh, yeah, that was that's not a trick question. Yeah, because I remember buying fire. That's not trivia. That's like a geography question. Yeah. It was still trivia. Like, I'm not in high school anymore. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, because we were able to buy fireworks in, in North Carolina, but not Virginia. I should have known. I used to live in North Carolina. Believe it or not. But which part? In <laughs> Fayetteville. <laughs> Fayetteville. Yeah. North. No, that's actually what's south of North. In the, south in North Carolina, isn't it? I think so. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. No I was two years the... old when I left. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Then we'll give you a break on that. So, Nam, uh, we haven't heard from you yet. Uh, <laughs> Hello. But, but you are in, in the studio here. Um, yeah, you were telling us off air, uh, some people had recently heard us on the radio, and, and what did they say? Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, we had a couple people, one uh, who walked in this week, who had been an investor with us, or who still is, and heard that uh, that we have high deal flow. And uh, came in to add to his investment. And the great news is we'll be able to deploy his capital immediately. Uh, oftentimes, when people call in and they ask or they're investing, you know, how long does it take for your funds to be deployed? Because initially, your funds go into a subscription account, which is non-interest bearing, until we have loans to that would trigger the uh, their investment. But uh, like we've had over the last several months and, and during the summer. We're, we're deal flow high, um, funds low. So the, the new investor's capital is going to be deployed immediately. And if I remember correctly, the fund has first crack at all the loans that come through the office. Exactly. So you can kind of cherry pick the best of the best. Exactly. We're not putting every loan that comes across our desk into the fund. Um, I'd say yeah. it's, a, it's a pretty small percentage, and typically they're the best deals. Okay. Not necessarily that. small. I guess probably more appropriately, it's it's less than 50%. Yeah. Okay. And, and so just for clarity, for if you're listening and you're wondering, well, how do you fund the other deals if, if, you're, if the Pacific Private Money Fund is the lender on, um, let's say, 40% of the deal flow that we see at our office, how do you fund the other 60%? And we still do that with individual investors. There are investors out there that prefer to invest directly in notes, and we still work with those, although I will admit that our business model is one where our goal is to raise uh, sufficient capital in one or more uh, debt funds like the Pacific Private Money Fund so that we have enough liquidity that we can use that to basically fund the majority of our loans. Another thing that's worth noting is that we have a, a website that is going to be launched soon, not quite ready yet. You could go to the 
privatemoneyloans.com today, and you'll see something, but you won't be able to invest in a note. But that is going to be um, a portal for us to also sell uh, notes directly to the public. So that's going to be another way that we're going to make note investment uh, opportunities. And so um, I think we're going to continue as a company to sell both notes directly as well as uh, provide opportunities to invest in funds. And which one is best for you really depends on the type of experience you have. If you don't have experience buying notes directly, you probably are better off investing in a fund. And, um, you know, we could do a whole show around why that would be. But suffice to say that it's very competitive to get high quality notes uh, on a direct basis. And so unless you can make decisions very quickly, you're probably, as an individual, going to have a hard time getting the best notes, which is why investing in a more mortgage pool fund where you um, which has a lot of other um, you know uh, great uh, benefits that an uh, individual note doesn't have um, it's probably a better uh, uh, facet uh, a better investment opportunity for you to consider well, also the fact that uh, when in, when a borrower comes to you and needs speed uh, rather than risking going out into you know your client base, uh, to say, hey, Mr. Jones, do who's you have li- the money? Yeah, who's yeah, who's liquid? Li- li- you got money yeah, right yes. now? And then they say, well, I think so. I got to check, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, send I me mean, the information. I'll look at it exactly. and let you know in a couple of days. Yeah. It's like, well, you, wait a minute. This guy really needs yeah. I got to close by Friday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this way, if you got the money in the fund, you can go ahead and close it, which is one of the reasons why you started the fund. Yep. yep. And uh, by the way, for those new listeners, um, you pay on a quor- uh, quarterly or monthly basis? So we pay on a monthly basis basis. Most debt funds or other real estate related type of investment funds pay quarterly. And again, there's nothing you know wrong with paying quarterly. It's just that the type of fund we have, since it's a very simple fund, all we do is make real estate loans. We're not investing in real estate or doing other, other types of investments. Uh, it's easier for our fund administrator to do the accounting uh, on a monthly basis, and so we're able to provide that. It also allows you, if you um, are a growth investor versus an income investor, meaning an income investor would take the monthly distributions in cash uh, and maybe live off that or do other things with that money. If you're a growth investor, you can have your monthly earnings buy additional shares in the fund, and you get 12 <clears throat> compounding periods versus four, which, if you remember your math from high school or college, uh, compound, compound interest increases based on the number of compounding periods. So. And, and compounding monthly compared to quarterly actually does make quite a big it's a nice, difference. It's a nice boost, yeah. yeah. It's, and uh, I, like getting my, I like getting those monthly. Or seeing yeah, the monthly over the last several years, our Compound uh, our compounded yield has exceeded our distributed yield by about thirty basis points, so okay. a third of a, a percent. Nice, yeah, it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty cool. And right now, you're uh, currently paying just under eight percent on an 8%. annualized basis uh, for the year. Uh, I think our trailing twelve month uh, uh, distributed yield is about seven point nine. So. I tell you what, we got a couple of minutes before um, we have to cut to a, a break. Do you guys have any deal of the week, or you want to just talk in general as to why? Uh, I think Nam has one, you. don't you? Do you? Yeah, we're we're this one's not closed yet, but it's uh, something that will be closed well, shortly. That's why it's a deal of the week. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's a lot actually. It's a developer approached. Uh, Matt in our office, who's our construction specialist, and it's a refinance acquisition loan. And we're actually going to provide a loan 
that includes a uh, credit facility for some of the soft costs to complete entitlements, which is very, very uncommon uh, for a borrower to be able to get. It's something that we are able to do. So just want to put it out there that uh, these types of loans are ones we'll look at, and we have the resources in-house to be able to uh, what kind of what? Where's the property? Property is in Northern California. I don't have a uh, uh, okay. specific and, location. And what's the loan to value? Fifty five percent. Okay. But the the main thing is the soft cost. Typically, yeah. You know, most lenders won't lend on the for the is soft it, cost. Is it for personal residence? It's a development project, so I think it's a single family residence that will be built on this. Okay, just one home, not not a bunch of homes. Yeah. yeah. So something else worth worth noting is that there's there's two types of loans that we make at Pacific Private Money that is kind of our niche uh, product line. And we specialize in doing loans that not only conventional lenders are not able to do, but other private money lenders, other marketplace lenders in California struggle making. And those two types of loans are loans on a primary residence, also known as a consumer loan, and uh, the loans that Nam just talked about, which are construction-related. So we have been developing our construction loan programs, our ground-up construction loan programs, as well as our land and development uh, loan programs. Now, you know, keeping in mind that we do realize that many of those types of loans were the ones that went south you know, 10 years ago when the market turned. But again, we're, we're very, very selective in the types of deals we're looking at. We're not you know, operating under a rational exuberance, and we're looking for strong doing borrowers with land. it. Experience, yeah, right, exactly. It's, they're not development uh, on a on a uh, on that kind of basis. But again, if you are a contractor and looking for other opportunities, give us a call. All right, uh, cutting to our third uh, trivia question here: Who did George Bush Senior defeat in the nineteen eighty eight election? Now, this is not geography; this is history, <laughs> <laughs> presidential yes. history. All right, call eight 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 nine one two. 1190. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that uh, tanning certificate. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Conf and Nam Fon. Who did George Bush Sr. defeat in the 1988 Election? Dukakis? Yes. There you go. All right. Finally got, got it right. Yeah. It's, been like, it's been like two months. Michael yeah. Dukakis. Yeah, That's I right. remember that. So you remember that. Hey. And, okay. Uh, Nam, you wanted to mention one? Last yeah. Time? We're in, in the prior segment and the one before that, we were talking a little bit about uh, marketplace lenders and um, private lending in general or regional. Um, one of the things we're seeing are... Not only marketplace lenders buying properties and, and switching their models, but they're also buying loans from private lenders like us, from the regional uh, yes. uh, lenders. And to me, that that tells me that they're running and they're pivoting. They're getting away from origination. So they're getting away from doing what we're doing, and they're actually relying on us to a certain extent yeah. for their business, for their mm-hmm. deal flow. So, um, you know, it, it confirms or reaffirms the value and experience that regional private lenders have and and bring. So the ability to do that deal of the week we just talked about is not something you can do from a distance, from a national level, because you have to have the experience in the marketplace. So it just makes, uh, you know, it, it... reaffirms what we do locally and what other regional marketplace lenders do in their markets. They're the experts. So for investors out there, you know, to invest in, in a firm like ours, 
versus national marketplace lenders. I think it makes a lot of sense. Or regionally, looking at if you want to invest out of state, look at the local regional marketplace lenders versus some of these national firms. Okay, well, that kind of almost leads me into our email time here where uh, somebody had, had asked, I want to come to your seminars, but it's hard to go to Novato because that's where your office is mm-hmm. after work because I live in San Jose. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, do you ever come down my way? So I know you do seminars once in a while. Yeah, and I wish we uh, were emailed that question last week because we just had a session in Mountain View. A great turnout. Uh, it was our first time being out in the marketplace outside of Novato. So there will be more to come. Um, but in the meantime, you know, just just um, keep on the lookout for other events that we'll hold. Now, people, sh- uh, the audience should probably email you to get on your list so that you can send out announcements, right? Yeah. Okay. They can email me, nom, N-A-M, at PacificPrivateMoney.com, or they can call in to our office at 415-883-2150. Go to our website. We'd love to get requests for um, where you'd like us to yeah. come yeah. to make these presentations. So uh, when we were in Mountain View, that was our first Silicon Valley presentation. We're thinking about doing an East Bay presentation. Previous to that, we've been you know in, in Marin County venues, which, again, we understand you know in the middle of the week at uh, 6 or 7 o'clock at night, it's tough to get around. So we're trying to go to where the market is. Yeah. And, you know, in the meantime, when we're not in the market, um, we also do webinars and understand webinars are different from face-to-face meetings. We we prefer yeah. the face-to-face, but for those who want to be able to at least virtually attend, the webinars are one option as well. Okay. So all they do is go to the, at least go to the website and sign up that way. Yeah. Or okay. call in. And Mark, email comes in. It says, will you loan on a manufactured home? You know, we do get those calls from time to time, and the answer is it depends. So we wouldn't land on a manufactured home in a mobile home park uh, because in that situation, we don't get real estate as collateral. We get a manufactured home as collateral, which by itself is not considered real estate. And it's actually not uh, uh, you, you can't. Well, you're, you're renting the land if it's a, <clears throat> in that case, right? Because that's a mobile home. Right, exactly. But a manufactured home, I mean, you can. Well, buy. manufactured homes are in so-called mobile home parks. Uh, again, we're just, you know, the term mobile home park usually contains anything from so-called park models, manufactured homes, etc. cetera. It, uh, they're, they're essentially, for all intents and purposes, the same thing. But we do get calls from time to time where it's real estate that the borrower who's calling, he owns the real estate. There's actually a foundation, and the manufactured home's placed on the foundation. So in that situation, for all intents and purposes, it's a... House, so, so, yeah, it's a regular right. house. It yeah. just has. It's just not what we call stick built. Yes, it's exactly. kind of yeah. glued together. Yeah. <laughs> Two pieces that are driving down the looking, freeway. They look really oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, they are. Though it, it's, uh, they've gotten the technology has gotten fabulous yeah. on those, and you can get you know some pretty you know uh, large square footages on those. You know, mul- multiple pieces that they can uh, place together. So, so really, it, it just depends on where and uh, whether you own the land. Uh, but yes, you know the really isn't uh, any scenario we won't consider as long as there is a a true real estate uh, collateral component where we can get you know a recorded deed of trust yeah. on on land and that an, includes and the an, real estate and, and, and an exit strategy because you want to know how you're going to get paid off and the exit right. strategy yeah we're, we're we're not really in the long term lending business we are a plan B when plan A fails and plan A for most people is conventional financing it's that four percent money out there that you all want when you buy or invest in real estate but for many many reasons uh, that is sometimes not an 
an option. Sometimes it's speed. You got to close quickly, or maybe you're self-employed, or maybe you're going to fix and flip the property, and you don't just you don't you know your bank is not going to make you that loan. So, so we're really you know out there to do these the short-term uh, financing is what we specialize in. Well, that's my question: is you know who wants to borrow at rates? Generally, what do you charge a borrower? Uh, between nine and ten percent. More often closer to nine than ten, but it uh, we base our pricing you know on the me- on the metrics of the deal. We look at three components of the deal: the borrower, the real estate itself, and then the transaction. What's the situation? Uh, and somewhere in between the borrower, the transaction, and the real estate, there's a component of distress. Typically, uh, it might be we're running out of time. It might be um, I'm self-employed and I can't prove my income, or it might be um, I have all my equity tied up in my existing home and I don't want to sell it first, but I want to buy a house I've got my sights on. Can I cross collateralize on two pieces of property? And we love doing that. We do that all the time. Banks won't do that. So, um, but we're really not making the thirty-year loan. So, like the manufactured home question that you had for me. Generally, when someone is looking for financing on that, they're looking for longer term financing and there are companies out there that specialize in manufactured home housing and we could all we could always refer you to uh, a number of those products so so generally though that we're in the short term 12 24 36 months that's generally the the realm of the loan applications we see and i if i remember correctly one of the uh, distinguishing factors between your company pacific private money and some other uh, private lenders is the fact that you will do owner-occupied loans. Right. We were talking about that earlier. That. Right. And, and the reason they don't is because with the passage of the Dodd-Frank financial reforms, they really put a lot of restrictive regulations on lenders when it comes to making a loan on a primary residence. And um, I think they went overboard, uh, they, the government, when they came up with these regulations. But, you know, whether they did or didn't, uh, we have developed uh, the appropriate underwriting guidelines and we have the requisite licenses and we've got the software and the skill sets with our staff to be able to accommodate all of those various uh, lending guidelines and make loans on primary residences using uh, private capital. And that's something that the vast majority of private lenders in California have elected not to do. And we started doing it four years ago. And it's funny, there are more and more companies that are entering that space now because they are, they are seeing that, yes, it is a lucrative space. Yeah. So a lot of the loans, you know, you know, if I'm the audience listening, I'm thinking, you're making loans at 9%. Sounds risky. But like you said, the, the transaction may be in distress, but the borrower isn't necessary. It's not like a borrower says, I'm going to file bankruptcy if you don't give me the loan. It's more a matter of speed that they need to close their transaction quickly. Yeah, and you know, it, it, I'd love to make loans at 6% or 7%, but our cost of capital is such that the only way we can entice investors to provide us with money is to provide them with a minimum yield that is that motivates them to invest with us versus investing with the stock market or buying municipal bonds or but you know there's so so we're in a marketplace where we're competing for capital. And so we get that capital and we're able to get it at at a cost of around 8%. So we have to lend out between 9 and 10% to actually have a business model that works, right? Yeah. So so there's that's the reason behind our pricing and then the other part of it is, you know, if you 
absolutely positively have to close that real estate transaction by next Friday, we can help. All right. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing. I'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Vaughn, both of Pacific Private Money. Yes, we are. Nam. Yeah, so I just wanted to mention, um, you know, we, we talk about the fun side, the, the invest side, but uh, on the deal side, you know, we do presentations all the time to real estate offices, to real estate organizations. In fact, you and I just did one earlier this week to the Petaluma chapter of the North Bay Association of Realtors. Yeah, they had what, over 80 people there. Yeah, it's great. It, and it's interesting because you can never tell uh, the story enough of how private money can help borrowers in distress. And um, same thing applies to presenting to mortgage brokers. A lot of times they just don't know that if somebody doesn't qualify for their loan that there might be an option, typically a short-term option for that client to be able to get that house through a private lender. And and the best part is you're not competing with the mortgage broker, but you're actually helping them because they can refer the deal to Pacific Private Money, close the deal, and then when the uh, borrower is in a position to refinance, that uh, mortgage broker captures that client again. Exactly. And on purpose, too, our loan products aren't designed to compete with conventional lenders because that's where we know we get our business. Some other private lenders actually may have a similar product to ours, but they may also have products that are uh, some you know competing with conventional lenders. So we don't compete. We always refer back to the referring source. Right, right. That's exactly. That's worth repeating, Nam. There are a lot of private lenders out there that do both conventional financing and private financing within their office. And so that's not a company that you're going to want to refer business to because they can potentially take your clients. And so we have a refer and recapture program, which means that if you refer a client to us, we will make sure that you have the first opportunity. Uh, and you may already, because you may manage your client database such that uh, you, know, you, you know that you're going to take that person out of our pricier loan with a conventional, you know, three and a half, four percent loan. Refer and recapture. Is that anything like catch and release? <laughs> it, it, it is, you know, it kind of is. yeah, we don't keep playing. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because we don't, you know, other than our, our flipper clients and some of our contractor clients, we really don't have a tremendous, a high percentage of repeat clients because a lot of people come to us. It's it's very random, right? It's right. it's uh, they didn't expect to have to use a private money loan for their real estate transaction, but because of some unexpected situation or circumstance, they they you know they've decided yes, it's going to cost more to acquire this piece of real estate, but we we really want it, and so we're there to accommodate that, and and yeah, and it's just it's a great plan B when when plan A is no longer an option. Okay. And so, you know, you know, it's funny because off the air, you know, you were mentioning, Edward, that sometimes we really don't drill in uh, the, the, this thing. Who, who would but who would pay 9% for money? Why would you do that? Well, again, we, we make loans that, the, that uh, also make loans that conventional lenders don't make. So we just we made a third uh, uh, mortgage lately. Now, you, you have to hear the rest of the story. The first was, uh, you know, a 3% loan. And there was only $20,000 remaining on it. He had paid it down over the last 15 years. And so, um, you know, so it was really 
really, you know, we looked at it as being a, you know, we look at it as being a junior lien. Yeah, it's a third, but it's a junior lien that the combined loan to value with the first, the second, and our proposed loan was still 55% of the oh, appraised okay. value. So why wouldn't you make a loan like that? And we were able to charge the guy 12%. Yeah. So, and he was willing to pay it because nobody else would make that loan. Well, he also didn't what's want to wrong destroy his 3% first right. mortgage. And mm-hmm. now, and it was a business purpose loan. That was the other thing. He's a general contractor and he's using this for another project. And so we were able to investigate, you know, uh, you know, all sides of it and, and make a, and he's a repeat borrower. So we know this guy's good for it. So anyway, there are situations we'll look at all the time. For more information, PacificPrivateMoney.com, PacificPrivateMoney.com. Check us out. Yeah. Uh, get, at least get on the list for uh, future dates for webinars. Newsletters, or, right, information. Newsletters, yeah. yeah. We're always adding stuff to our website. and Very stuff. transparent. Videos to watch, all kinds of fun things. Great. Thank you again, guys, for uh, joining us here in the studio. Thoughts for the day. You only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. I like (laughs) that. And I still want to live twice. Yeah. (laughs) Then you'd you'd be James Bond. Right? Remember that movie? Yeah. And the best view comes after the hardest climb. That's true. You kind of look back and you... Did you make all this stuff up? No, I wish I did. But uh, <laughs> no, I these, go backpacking these are... in the Sierras a lot. There's some great views yeah. from the top of those thirteen thousand foot peaks. Right yeah, now is a great speed. time of year to go too. That was always oh, my yeah. favorite time. Yeah, yeah, that's that's when you go is is uh, September. Yeah, that's the For all August the September rains and get cold and all yeah. that. All right, tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. Wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's business leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.